Hello, and welcome to the third installment of the AAA podcast. I am PJ. And I am Moli. Uh, and we are going to continue our usual uh, shit showery uh, by, of course, picking three topics out of a hat. And, uh, and cursing out of the gate so that we have to put the E next to the episode title. We're going to put very, the E next to every episode title, please. No, I mean, we will, but, you know, I just feel like for the for the non-existent audience of young children that we have listening, I feel like we should be courteous Listen, today. listen. If there's a young child listening to this, they need to be exposed. Timmy, I said I shit. I don't think that's how you should have worded that. Timmy, I said shit. It's an important oh. word. You're going to have to use it. I don't know if you you have to use it, but we will we will get on to the three topics because this is what, this <laughs> is what the people are here for. We have another th- I don't know. I, I really don't know what they're here for, honestly. I I don't know either, but we <laughs> nope. will pick a topic out of the hat, and the first one coming out Anything is gonna be. Oh God. Earth, wind, and fire. Oh no. <laughs> I feel woefully. <laughs> Eight minutes start now. Okay, so... Woefully unprepared, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You're a bigger fan than I am. Yar. I'm a very, very big fan. So there's... There's September. There's September. Okay. The elephant in the room. You know... (laughs) You're gonna be the voice for obscure... the elephant. You'll be the voice obscure? for obscure, and I'll be obscure. But listen, you'll be the voice for the obscure Earth, Wind, and Fire stuff—the stuff that you know—and I'll be uh, t- uh, top ten hits. There really isn't. I mean, of course, you have to mention September first, which I'll admit is getting a little bit annoying for me. Like whenever I listen to Earth, Wind, and Fire, really? I just go. I mean, yeah, no, I just don't like listening to September anymore because I'm like, well, this song's been played a couple hundred million times, and I'm like, well. But it's I just would like other music to listen no, to. No, it's just so good. Yes, it's great. No, but it's, 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 it's great. Yeah, that's what they do. It's, <laughs> it's Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's that's their job. It's <laughs> they they are. It's a funky. Yeah. But you know, there's there's a lot more to them to, than just September. That's like saying, oh, Frank Sinatra. You mean New York, New York guy? Oh, I love New York, New York. Or Elvis Presley. Oh yeah, I love uh, suspicious minds. Or okay, well, that's it. a great song. <laughs> it's a terrific song. They're both September is a great song, and it's their best song by far. I have Spotify pulled Whoa. up now just to check the numbers. Just to check the numbers here. Hold Looky on, here. hold on, just hold to on. Check the numbers, ladies check and gentlemen. The ladies and gentlemen, here. you heard him say it. September is Earth, Wind, and Fire's best song, and I quote, "By far." I didn't say that. You I literally. Oh, whoa, whoa. We'll check no, the thing. Okay, here, here. Okay, what I was saying is that on Spotify it has. Almost half a million more plays than any other song. No, half a billion, sorry. Billion with a B. Whoa. Yes, that is that is the making a shocked face for all of you who can't see That's it. A lot. Um, What's number two? Yeah, no, it's a lot. But I will argue that it's not the best song. Number two is Boogie Wonderland, which, of course, you've seen. You've seen Despicable. No, I've heard Despicable. It's yeah, of course, where that song is from, and no other previous exposure to that <laughs> yeah, song. It's like, yo, it's Travis Scott from Fortnite. Yep, that's uh-huh, that's how we're doing music now, I guess. So where's but, um, Fantasy? Is Fantasy up there? Fantasy is in, as number four, and I will argue that that is their best song. Fantasy's pretty great. Uh, well, Fantasy is a spectacular k- song. Kind of weird, like sexual connotations to that song. Although every song. Oh come on! Song. It was it's sev- it's music from the seventies. If you don't have any slightly or 
overtly sexual content, I don't think you're you're in the right place. Also, like I I applaud that song for saying absolute gibberish for like a quarter of the song. Like, come and see victory Only in a, a land called fantasy. What what does that mean? It means living life living life of a new degree. I Th- that doesn't mean anything. No, you're it, right. No, <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, they're it doesn't need to mean anything. They are one of the few groups that you know they they take meaningless just words, just string them all together, and then it is the catchiest song that you've ever heard because that's what they do. Toe tapping fun. And then you hear Maurice White hit those sweet. Maurice, oh, Maurice White is an incredible voice. Uh, an incredible voice. Rest in peace, man. Rest in peace. But I think I think that one of the best parts about Earth, Wind, and Fire's music is just how they're able to stack all those background vocals together. Oh, yeah. They really have a lot of depth. They really have a lot of depth. Because sometimes, um, and the Bee Gees did this very well too, but they did it at a higher register. I feel like Earth, Wind, and Fire has more of that Motown inf- uh, sort of lower register of background vocals like, like it's not of, just like a bass stack kind of in the vocals right no. no but it's all layered above it's, it's it's wonderful it's like it's like puff pastry it's also smooth and it tastes so good yeah. and like i i kind of hesitate comparing earth wind and fire to the bgs because like yes they were around at the same time yes they made a similar kind of music but i mean but i mean in in a sense both appeal to slightly different markets because there was slightly yeah because no because sadly at the time there were people who listened to white artists and people who listened to black artists and i don't think that's the way music should be but like earth wind and fire obviously grew were like kind of a an artist in that sense that grew a huge kind of globally popular appeal in the same way that the bgs did but starting out i mean you of course have different artists but also the bgs are from britain no are they no are they I don't I think so. Am I wrong on that? Yeah, I'm probably wrong on that. That's I the feel first like the of many times. American. The first of many times, my friends, that I will be wrong about something and recognize no, it immediately. No. I'm sure. Sh- oh, that. Okay, there you go. I was about to say, like, oh, they are British. Yes, the they're oh, British. I was right. Well done. Good job. Good job. Completely irrelevant victory, but I'm glad you got it anyway. Back also, to like, fantasy is their Maurice best White. And you oh, got to no. give him that over – and al- although I've heard Barry Gibb sing in other registers, like, Barry Gibb on most of his stuff it's sings nice. entirely it's falsetto. Nice. Like, that's the mm-hmm. thing. Whereas Maurice has the whole range. He can sing the phone book, and you can hear it. I mean, <laughs> it's true. It's true. He'll give you those smooth no. kind of notes and then hit you with that, and you're like, ooh. No, there's a lot of good songs like that. Like, After the Love Has Gone, it's just, it's a slow, because Earth, Wind, and Fire can also do the ballad a lot better than, look at, I, I see your face, and you're like, nope, don't, nope, never heard of that. And that's fair. <laughs> if you haven't heard of it, then do yourself a favor and listen to it, because there's really a lot of Earth, Wind, and Fire's catalog that, for some people, doesn't even exist. I feel like which there's is a lot a shame. of, like, 70s and 80s funk I have yet to tap into. That I need to, That is fair. I need to go back to. That is fair. Or Disco. Um, I've never really hit Donna that's, Summer real hard, but... No, disco, oh God, disco's that, in the hat. Disco's out, in the hat for a reason. That came out really weirdly. I've never. Yes, hit it did. And I'm gonna skip up. Nope, we're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep going. <laughs> Shining star. Uh, that's the way of the world. Those are just. Uh, there's a lot of smooth ballads that just. They just hit. They they hit right. It's really just a very smooth listening experience. But you know what a lot any of people song, remember. Any well, song of this. You know what a lot of people remember. September, yeah. 2014, 2014. Uh, yeah. 
I oh, like, you did the joke. But there. it's just oh. like, but it's just such an ever-present song <sighs> that when you say Earth, Wind, and Fire, you have to say September. What's the first song you you think of when you hear Journey? Uh-huh. 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 That's right. That's right. I I hate that song. Wow. Uh-huh. That's wow. right. Wow. And I don't hate September cuz it's wonderful. It's a great song. It's very, it's a very catchy song, but I feel like Fantasy develops a better story cuz even though the stories are completely irrelevant and, you know, meaningless, sure. It just feels like just the music alone, not even their words. It progresses more. It even has a funkier bridge than September's, which is just like Oh, playing three different notes now. Yeah, like it, it definitely lets you get into a vibe. Like you, you hear fantasy, and it, it you don't like the words don't convey an actual story, but you feel like you're on like a journey. Oh no, you are taking your ears are taken on a, a sonic journey no, of sorts. It is. A, <laughs> it's, a, it's a banger. It's a banger of a song. Although you know what else is a banger? A great it's September. Song. I mean, you just September is a good song, but. Fantasy is for me, and hopefully you'll agree with me too once you hear it, their best song, which is why the eight minutes are up, and I'm not going to let you retort. I win. Excellent. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here waiting for the No, next no, song. eight minutes I, are up. I, I, Sorry, I, I, kiddo. Nope, you lost. Mm-mm. Can't do that. Oh, you bet. New topic. Okay. That's good. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Topic is what makes an asshole an asshole. These are I can tell you wrote all these topics. Like I need to make some more contributions to that jar just because like I uh, know I have some that are inspired by you, but you know. Also, why do I have to put the explicit marker on the episode? It's literally eight one minutes, of the categories. Eight minutes start now. I listen. You think we do? I didn't. We didn't plan any of this. I literally just threw it out of a hat. Fist of starters, by the way. Well, listen. Um. I'm gonna say I think you can still be a good person and be an asshole. Like that's. I was about. To, yep. Agreed. Yeah, that's, I was that's about to the say, first premise. Like, yeah. The and word the word asshole has been perverted. Yeah. I'm afraid. But in a good way, I think, because now you can have a buddy you like, and then it's like, hey, uh, so what do you think of your buddy Greg over there? Like, ah, oh, Greg's an asshole, and Greg is an asshole, but. Like, a love, very lovable asshole. I love him. Completely, completely hypothetical situation. Not at all based on a... No, no, no. I, I'm just saying, like, you love Greg, you know? But he's an asshole, but you love him. Uh, and no, so listen. Yeah, no, people people can be assholes and still be people. And I feel like being an asshole is a good thing. But the word, the way asshole has been used has changed. Yeah, of no. Course. I feel like the negative connotation around it, we gotta, gotta, gotta do away with that. Don't you think? Agreed. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I feel like... Now that um, I associate, whenever I hear it, first of all, I don't associate it with someone that's being rude. I I just tend to call them, uh, well, a whole host of other insults that I suppose we might get into later. But um, I feel like asshole is either someone who is condescending or someone who, you know, is a bit of a smart aleck. Someone who's got a, a bit of a wise guy, huh? You... What I what I, I want you to realize Yes I am. You you used the word asshole and then said smart aleck rather than that's right. smart aleck. I'm not gonna define the word with itself. That's not that's not how you play the oh, game. Oh I walked into that one. Ah mm-hmm. okay, okay. But like listen. I, I think necessarily if you're condescending that puts a negative spin on it. Like 
I think you can be an asshole just by, you know, busting someone's chops a few times, you know? Like, you can be condescending in a good way, very rarely, but, you know, you can be. Like, sarcasm is a very good way of doing that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sarcasm is very fun. Yeah, I, I, wonder, and it is, I, I wonder who's a very sarcastic person that I know. I never, what? never think of one. I can't think of anyone. I don't know who you're talking about. Um, I'd love to meet them. I'm sure they're great. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, it's true. I feel like sarcasm is the, the tool of choice for the asshole. Assholes and assholes everywhere. Worldwide, absolutely. 100%. And listen, I think if you're using sarcasm in the right way, A, gut-wrenchingly funny. Gut-wrenchingly funny. Mm -hmm. And B, listen, someone deserves to hear it. Even if they're your buddy, if they're not your buddy, someone deserves to hear it. Like, so if you're an asshole, either A, it's a part of your personality, or B, someone deserves it. And I'm I'm <laughs> all right with that, man. Like, listen, if someone's going around be acting like a non-fun asshole, <laughs> if they're okay. a not nice asshole, if they're an asshole who's an asshole, <laughs> you see? <laughs> this is no, see, but here, here's where, here's where my, uh... <laughs> I can tell that putting this topic in the hat has backfired severely. Oh, yeah. But oh, no yeah. matter. We will con we will charge Eight on. Eight minutes is going to hit soon enough. <laughs> no, four minutes hasn't even hit, so we're, oh. we're <laughs> always right. But hold on. Back to what I was saying before. I have – remember those other insults that I said I was going to get to? Well, I'm getting to them now. I feel like asshole is a relatively low-tier insult at this point. Point of order off topic. Disagree? Disagree? No, we're talking what makes an asshole an asshole, not your tier list. Come no, on. no, no. I'm. It's a minor point. Give me a few. Give me some seconds, please. Uh, so there's there's an asshole. Then there is a a dick. Then there is a word that begins with a C. Yeah, don't say. And that I feel one. like that one we should leave out. Yeah. But um, though I feel like that's that's my tier list of insults. So asshole would be at the bottom. It really isn't. It doesn't carry that much strength anymore. So that goes back to my argument that you could be a good person or even a just like a precocious scamp and be an asshole. Yeah, like, you that know, you're, you're, you're sitting person. on your couch one day, you ask your buddy for a glass of water, he goes back, take a sip, you go, oh, it's piss, you're an asshole. He ends your glass of piss. <laughs> like, I mean, come on. What if someone, what if someone takes the poop sock? Oh, <laughs> asshole. Come on, like, I need those things. <laughs> no, I mean, you could be a, you could be a, a cheeky little bugger and then... Pest. You know, just a, a pest. Wow. Just yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, so you lend a guy a box of Tupperware, it comes back to you lined with ants. Ah, asshole. You know, like, you lined with ants. No, no, you okay. love the guy. You forgot no, to wash no, it. No, no, I feel like you're. <laughs> you forgot to wash okay. it. That's different. That's different. Say, oh, there was there was dirty laundry, but then you accidentally, oh, you know, you. You just toss toss a shirt onto someone that you grab from the dirty clothes hamper. You didn't know how dirty it was. Just like, oh no, I'm just just playing around. You can be an asshole just playing around. Yeah, but I also think I also think in that sense the term asshole kind of needs to be redefined because if we're talking about defining what makes an asshole an asshole, we've pretty much defined things that, in the grand scheme of things, aren't that harmful. Like go out with a exactly go out with a stinky shirt. You have a dirty piece of Tupperware. Like yeah. Whatever. You know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like an an asshole isn't someone who indulges in harmful behavior. It's just someone that you know, like, oh, he's that. Just you know, 
Yeah. Oh well, yeah, you gotta like deal a, with this. But like a douche or a douchebag, those guys. Are those there you go. You That's wanna, once another one I missed. There you go. You want to stick away from those guys because those are the guys who will like take the poop talk, but like on purpose, and they won't give it back. How does one stick away from something? Huh? Yeah, you said you have to stick away from them. How do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, with the I, throwy I, hands, with the little hands that you throw <laughs> on the walls and you stick. You know what I'm talking about. I hope you know what I'm See, talking about. Pointing out that PJ said that wrong makes me an asshole. Hell yeah. Ooh. That's what Rounded makes that me an out asshole. Nicely. And see, look, no one, no one was harmed except for PJ's self-esteem. But, you know, that, that ain't collateral. That's, that's A, A, it's <laughs> fragile, and B, it's bound to get destroyed anyway. You know what? There you go. See, I did nothing wrong. Look at that. Now we're all fun. We're patting we're patting ourselves on the back. And hey, if you're an asshole, keep going. We need you. That's right. I agree. You. We need we need more. We need people to show you how valuable you are, how lovable you are, and uh, how just a little snarky you can be because that's the world. Right? That's what the world needs. Mm -hmm. Also, I feel like an asshole it, it it they help people smile more. Like, there's a lot of laughter that can come from just every once in a while, like a snarky little jab or a cut. It's just, 100%. you know, they're just just playing it safe. All, all We're all chums here, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Good. Thanks, Good. Rupert. Thanks, Rupert yes. from the 1950s. We're all yeah, chums I, I here. Sound like I'm, I sound like I'm from another century. You sound like you're in sport. some, like, 60s fraternity at Harvard. We're all chums here. I <laughs> saw you at Ada House last week. Come on. Uh, I cannot afford to go to that school. But, um. I didn't get in there. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, neither did I. Bunch of assholes. Fuck Harvard. <laughs> Fuck Harvard. Whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. Prestigious institution are doing a lot of good work. But assholes are good. Time's up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, no, don't, don't, no need to insult them. They Who hurt you, PJ? I hope it isn't Harvard. <laughs> Harvard hurt me. I know. So, point out on this doll where the educational institution touched you. Oh, this is going to be a real, really bad news for you. Once again, another failure. Shostakovich's Fifth Symphony. What? That's it. That's in there for a reason. Uh, that one's okay. In there for just so me. I am purposely going off topic this time to talk about any and all eight classical minutes, eight music. Eight minutes start now. Eight minutes start now. So I'm talking about no. any and all classical music. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold. Hold. Don't talk about any old classical music just yet, because there's a reason that that particular piece is in there, and it's because it's my favorite. It oh is the boy. It is the great. <laughs> I wonder who wrote that one. That's like me putting hmm. Weezer in there. What are you going to talk about Weezer for gonna, I, for? Weezer's in the hat. Is it? Oh. Yes, it's in the hat. See, look, remember, remember who's doing this. <laughs> I wonder if we could ask them to be on it. I don't feel, I feel like they're no. not doing it. He's doing Zoom calls. <laughs> the lead singer's doing Zoom calls with like 200 people at a time. Back to what, no, back to what, okay, but back to what we were doing. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Shostakovich. If you have heard of him, high five. If you haven't, get acquainted. Honestly, is one of the greatest composers. I'm going to argue ever, but that's probably going to be like, what? What Beethoven? 
can I at least talk about Russian composers? I know. Kim yes, Rose. go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. We'll do so one for obviously the there's Tchaikovsky. Given the Tchaikovsky, given the 1812 overture, that's a lot of the great stuff. Tchaikovsky's in the hat. Was he? What are you yeah. putting in this hat, man? I don't know. It's stuff that we like to. I love to talk about this piece. I really do. And it's it's a wonderful piece. I actually saw a documentary recently by the what is it? The San Francisco Symphony Orchestra. It was Michael Tilson Thomas, old boy hanging out in Miami Beach now. Oh yeah, I watched. I've nice been watching fella. a documentary recently too called uh, Tiger King, uh, about a tiger. <laughs> oh, and also the Last Dance about Michael Jordan. Uh, I can't yeah, talk those about. about I can't talk about Shostakovich's discs. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You've never heard it? I'm sure you've no! heard. No. Okay, well, look, let me tell you hadn't heard of Tessa Paula, and we managed to talk for that for eight minutes. See, look, we're two minutes down, and we've talked about nothing. I like this baseball, is how though. This is how this I goes. like baseball, and I like classical music, But that's, I guess, fin- but that's like... finished baseball. No, okay. Well, we got to get back on. We got to get back on top. Sostakovich's Fifth Symphony. First of all, listen to it after this, at the very least. I mean, you, you, you know, I, I, I don't think I can describe a 50-minute-long piece of classical music in five and a half minutes. But I will try. Why'd you put it in um, the hat, man? Why'd you put it in the hat? I put it in the hat because it's my favorite, and I'll tell you why it's my favorite. But, you know, usually when someone makes an argument, they build up to it slowly. You know, like they, they get all their evidence no, and put it together. Six minutes. I just said we had five and a half minutes. You aren't even listening. Jesus, no, PJ. I mean, no, come on. That's not nice. I don't ever You're being an asshole. <laughs> hey, <laughs> but that's the I. good stuff. No, it is the good stuff. See, look, we did a callback. What a funny thing. Um, we're... we're Two funny guys. Um, five minutes now. Shostakovich is, or was, he's, he's dead, a Soviet-era composer who was, you know, as Soviets are, persecuted by their government. Wonderful time over there in the Soviet Union. So he, he was also a, a, a musical virtuoso. He was, uh, you remember, PJ, you remember silent movies? Uh, oh, there was a Nosferatu who was in Spongebob. <laughs> I that one. Okay, <laughs> that's what I was looking for. Dracula one, oh, you too, know, wasn't there? You know how silent you, you know how silent movies work, though. They have someone in the piano, like playing the music on the side, and oh, then it's like, just, like there's see, no words. And then the words pop up, and then you hear like the like the um freaking um what's the name of the like those like 19th century, like late 19th century, like jukebox pianist, and it's like do 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 Yep, he was one of those initially, but then he graduated. He, he, he grew up and became an operatic composer and a symphonic composer. He's a real big boy. And, Scott Joplin. You know, That's s- who I was thinking of. Scott Joplin. Um, Scott Joplin didn't really do movies, but, you know, he did. I don't think he did anyway. He did the entertainer. Um, That's all. Yes, he did. Um, <laughs> and Maple Leaf Rag. And Maple Leaf Rag. King of Ragtime. Um, but, damn, we haven't really talked about this guy. Um, oh, no, how tragic. So, in, in the... Shut up. In the mid-30s, this guy makes an opera and then stalin's like hmm i didn't like that so he sort of like starts taking some of his family members away to nowhere and then just like like, "Uh oh i'm gonna die if i don't think uh, i don't make a really good piece of music next so in 1937 he just got at it 1937 comes he releases the fifth symphony and everyone loved it stalin's like whoa this is sick bro no wonder your favorite your favorite symphony is his putz symphony. Uh-uh, not true. It's not his putz symphony. It's his subversive symphony. Oh, he's a putz, and you gave it. He's you only not like a him because he's a putz. You only like him because he's, he's a putz. He's not a putz. He made, he made, oh, okay, the first movement is a, the whole symphony is a highly tortured, emotional facade. It's wonderful. 
because there is the triumphant, you know, facade. I said that word twice in two sentences. What a great job I'm what doing. Um, but it, it <laughs> it's not a putz. It's I'm a talking genius. About I'm talking about you. Oh, whatever. Putz knows a putz, um, though, I guess. True. Uh, f- first, first movement, very, it's kind of slow, I'll admit. But it's you know lush sounds. You got a lot of stra- a lot of cello in there. My favorite favorite instrument in an orchestra. It's very melancholic. Like the whole symphony sounds like oh what uh, there's bad stuff happening. Why is bad stuff happening? But also it's very dissonant. I like when there's dissonance in me. Okay, quit looking at me with that face because you're making I could be <laughs> so disinterested in the statement before. It has dissonance. Oh come on. No, classical music in everybody's head is like, oh, this is supposed to sound good. All the instruments are supposed to stack up on top of each other, and it's going to be very pretty, and I'm going to like listening to it. You're not supposed to really hear a take. So sometimes, and I was talking to my therapist about this, when deaf people are, like, starting to really, really lose their hearing, uh, their brain will start missing music. So they'll start, like, phantom hearing classical music. And you know how, uh, you know why that makes sense? Because all of it sounds the same, so your brain can just make it. It's ma- it doesn't all sound the same. It's all made of the same parts, but I'm, I'm going to get to it. First symphony, dissonant, angry. What's going on? Something bad's happening. Second movement, it's a dance. Why is it a dance? Because Tchaikovsky did dances and waltzes. It's supposed to be like a pretend waltz. It's very cool, very fun. I think Stalin Third danced. movement, not to- Okay, everyone danced. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> everyone danced. Not cool. Whatever, he did a dance because you can't just have something super sad, because if it's super sad, Stalin will be like, what, you don't like living here? And then he's dead. He didn't want to die. Dying is bad. So uh, third movement comes, and it's just, it sounds like a funeral. It's a lament. It's just an overbearing, like a cacophony of strings just coming together. It's people lamenting, but, you know, through the strings. And it's a very long, sad, drawn-out, slow movement, like a funeral march. And it's very nice. And he also uses brass to sort of echo a march. But instead of, you know, a good, happy, cheery march, like, you know, um, Hail to the Chief, you hear instead, like, just, oh, these people are marching to their deaths, and who do you think killed them? I mean, couldn't have been Stalin, could it? No, no. Oh, 15 seconds. Fourth movement. Uh, it's just a big triumphant thing, but the notes are a little off. It sounds dissonant still. Why? Because there's no triumph. The triumph is a facade. Stalin wants you to think he's doing a great job, but in fact, he's killing a bunch of his own citizens, and the time is up. Wow. Long, sad, and drawn out, and then a little off. Sounds like a junior high school. Oh. (laughs) For me, it was sophomore year. I guess, I guess, (laughs) I guess I peaked early. But, um, oh, can really, I, can I tell know? a completely unrelated story that just came to my mind? Yeah, I'm gonna do it anyway. So, oh, um, we don't one have, time we don't I to... went to a, no? a party with my friends, uh, and we were all like really nerdy, so we were playing Yu Gi Oh! Uh, but there were gonna be girls at this party, ooh, ooh. Uh, and so <laughs> my friends and I had our Yu Gi Oh! decks, and my mom was like, don't bring those with you. And we went, it's okay, mom, we have our virginity packs. Why? Why? Story. First of all, why would you tell this story? Second of because all, I just listened to you talk about classical music for five minutes. I wanted to tell something fun. 
Listen, they want to go experience a long, sad, drawn-out symphony. Let them do that. I'll tell them about Yu-Gi-Oh! Virgins. It's drawn out in a good way, but I ran out of time. I okay, so I guess that's been the episode of Triple H. Honestly, I really, I really, really throw this whole episode away and do three more topics. No. And I'm being serious. No. No? We can. Why not? What do you mean we we just put in the dedication? No one will hear it. Well, we're all going to hear it now. Tune in next week so Damn. you can hear Moly get some fresh new topics and maybe something <laughs> I can talk about because I'll admit, I feel like this week was a bit one-sided. If you don't, if you I'm being serious. Drift. I hate this. I hate this episode. Why do you hate this episode? I hate the episode. I want to can it. Well, it's really bad that it's going to be uploaded. I mean... Nope, can it. Can it. I mean... Can okay. it. Talk to you next can week. It. Bye. Can it.